Good mornings, I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, it's been three months since the VA announced a new clinic would be coming to Findlay in about six months until it will officially be open. But Hancock County Veterans Services is doing much of the hardest work right now. We'll learn more. Also, a conversation with Senator Sherrod Brown about a pair of bills he's helped push through on tax and border policy. He is now pushing his counterparts in the House of Representatives to move forward. In our community and business spotlight, the Center for Corporate Engagement at Ohio Northern University wants to help workers broaden their skill set to be more employable in the new year. We'll get a preview of tonight's showdown between the Trojans and Perrysburg and a collection of some of our favorite recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Friday, January 26th, 2024. The first thing you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day that we like to start uh, the program with, um, a new report finds that now if you, a little background here on this story, if you have been following this over the past year or so, you know the diabetes drugs like Ozempic have been in short supply because people have been using them off-label for weight loss. You've been following this story? Uh, Ozempic and there are other uh, similar medicines uh, that are uh, diabetes medications is the uh, is the use, the intended use of these drugs. But the medications have also been documented to uh, help people lose weight. Um and that's been one of the things that when they advertise these drugs, they say, oh, and it may help you lose weight. And so people have picked up on that and they're becoming very popular for their off-label weight loss use and they become in, in short supply. However, a new study, a new report says about 20% of former Ozempic users regain that weight. Uh, in certain cases, about one in five may regain all the weight they lost with the help of Ozempic and other similar medications. The study focused on more than 20,000 patients who lost at least 5 pounds while on these medications, and they observed them a year after discontinuing use. They found 17.7% of the studied patients regained all of their lost weight, if not more. Similar results were, it says similar results, they, yeah, Ozempic was the main uh, medication in the study, but others, uh, Wigovi and uh, Sazenda, Saxenda or something. Anyway, uh, Ozempic is just one of the brand names for the uh, injections, and I bring it up just because, like we said, this has been in short supply for the people that need it. For its intended purpose, managing their diabetes, they've been not been able to find it uh, because it's been so many people have been using it for weight loss. But uh, now we come to find out that uh, it may not that it doesn't work, but it may not be a permanent solution. So can we just stop using these things for weight loss? That's not what they're supposed to be for anyway is the bottom line on this. Other uh, big news among the first things you need to know. The most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the of the day, the Ingenuity mission on Mars, uh, NASA's Ingenuity helicopter, the mission is now officially over. 
You remember a few years ago when NASA made history by launching a helicopter from the surface of planet Mars. They landed this rover and it had helicopter blades and uh, they flew a helicopter on Mars. But a few years ago when they did this, it was uh, all big news because it was the first time that that had ever happened and so on and so forth. Um, Well, now the history-making Ingenuity Mars helicopter has ended its mission at the Red Planet after far surpassing expectations and making dozens more flights than planned um, because (laughs) a rotor rotor blade, one of the rotor blades on the uh, chopper, has been damaged. Uh, The helicopter remains upright and in communication with ground controllers, but uh, imagery that was sent to Earth this week indicates one or more of its rotor blades sustained damage during a recent landing, and uh, the uh, machine is no longer capable of flight. So it's over uh, after... Like I said, it far exceeded expectations, so this is not a failure by any means, but it is uh, it is now over. So kind of interesting there uh, as well. Some of the other uh, stories that I saw on the Newswire that piqued my interest this morning. You know how Ohio, a few months ago, and we were talking about this, passed a law, took effect earlier this year, requiring parental permission for young people to sign up for social media accounts if you're under 16 in the state of ohio you want to sign up for facebook now uh, facebook is required to verify that you have your parents permission to set up an account well the state of florida is now going one step further florida's house of representatives has passed a bill that if it is approved by the state senate and signed into law would impose even stricter restrictions on youth access to social media. The legislation targets social media platforms with addictive features, which is pretty much all of them, right? Um, It requires companies to prohibit users under 16 from joining the platform completely and delete existing accounts of young users. So teenagers 16 and younger or I'm sorry, under 16, 15 and younger, in Florida who have Facebook accounts now, going to get them wiped out if this law passes. Uh, The bill would be one of the strictest social media regulations in the country, Um, but enforcing such restrictions, the story goes on to say, remains a challenge. According to Axios, other states have faced setbacks in court regarding similar social media restrictions and age verification laws. So, remains to be seen whether... Uh, that will actually uh, come to pass, but it is, it's passed the Florida State House, has to pass the Senate, has to be signed by uh, Governor DeSantis, we'll see, but uh, when I was down in Florida earlier this month, uh, that was very much in the news, a lot of people talking about that in the uh, state of Florida, complete prohibition, Ohio's law doesn't go anywhere near that far, but uh, complete prohibition and delete existing accounts. Pretty restrictive law. Speaking of kids and the law, this from uh, Utah. I thought this was really interesting. Children in Utah may soon be legally required to be potty trained before kindergarten. (laughs) Before they can enter kindergarten, 
they would be legally required to be potty trained or they can't go to school. That does seem pretty basic. That seems reasonable in my mind. But apparently this is the the first such law, I believe. This actually would be on the books. While no official data is collected on child accidents, a number of Utah school districts have expressed issues with a growing number of kids not being able to use the toilet by kindergarten age. That just boggles my mind. Uh, Republican State Representative Douglas Welton is proposing this new law. He explains that teachers are being put into uncomfortable situations. Uh, Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, (laughs) I don't think teachers signed up for this. Should a child need further assistance, it says here, the school would connect families with a social worker who could help and children with disabilities or other special conditions, certain uh, special conditions would be exempt from the rule. But that does seem rather, I'm not uh, a big fan of government poking their nose into every aspect of our lives. But requiring kids to be potty trained to go to, to, go to school uh, does not seem altogether unreasonable. You know what I mean? That does seem rather basic. So I think I'm okay with that. And lastly here this morning, among the first things you need to know, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day, maybe you'll want to stand up for this. I know this... What do you always hear? Maybe you want to sit down before uh, hearing this. In this case, maybe you want to stand up for this news. According to a new study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, people who mostly sit at work have a 16% higher risk of dying than do, well, (laughs) it's a 16% greater risk of dying uh, than those who don't primarily sit at work. Now, Yes, it is true that we all have a 100% chance of dying. (laughs) I mean, the idea that uh, they have a a higher risk, but we're talking about premature death. Um, 16% higher risk of dying from all causes and a 34% chance, 34% higher chance of dying from cardiovascular disease if you primarily sit at work. In the study involving... Nearly half a million people over the course of 13 years, these mortality risks were evident compared with those who predominantly did not sit. Even after adjusting for gender, age, education, smoking, drinking, body mass index, they took all of that into account and still sitting versus standing at work uh, turns out to be the primary driver of this. Hope is not lost, however. The researchers go on to explain that individuals who predominantly sit at work would need to engage in an additional 15 to 30 minutes of physical activity per day to mitigate this increased risk and reach the same level of risk as individuals who predominantly do not sit at work. So if your job involves going to the office and sitting in a cubicle for most of the day, Either A, um, get one of those stand-up desks instead where you can stand uh, at least part of the day or get up and move around an extra half hour a day uh, 
to mitigate the increased risk. Uh, serious risk, they conclude serious risks associated with prolonged occupational sitting can be, can be mitigated by incorporating regular breaks and engaging in additional physical activity. Systemic changes, such as more frequent breaks, standing, standing desks, designated workplace areas for physical activity, and gym membership benefits can all help reduce the risk. Bottom line, if you're going to work at the office today, it's sitting behind a desk, you're going to die. That's, <laughs> that's very cheery to start your day. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Friday morning started. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchak. Your WTOL 11 weather. Cloudy skies today, high in the mid-40s. Cloudy conditions stick around tonight, low in the mid-30s. The Hancock Historical Museum Board of Trustees has announced that Sarah Foltz will be the organization's new executive director. The board says Foltz brings a diverse set of skills to the position, including a background in leadership, fundraising, hospitality, and marketing. Most recently, Foltz was with Finley Brewing Company. Foltz says she's incredibly honored to have this opportunity with the cherished Hancock Historical Museum and says she's excited to help elevate the talents of the organization's driven team and continue the momentum that would make the museum's founders and supporters proud. Learn more about Foltz and the Hancock Historical Museum in the story on our website. Ohio Democratic U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown is at odds with President Biden over his nominee for U.S. Trade Representative. Brown says Nelson Cunningham is a supporter of the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Agreement, which Brown has opposed since it was proposed by the Obama administration. It was then killed by the Trump administration. I only support nominees who stand up for workers. This nominee doesn't meet the standard. Brown says the TPP, which includes a dozen countries, undermines workers in the auto industry. Dave James, Owen in News. The city of Finley has announced that they've selected Energy Harbor for the next term of the city's electric aggregation program. The city says Energy Harbor won a competitive proposal process and was chosen by the city because the company provided the best overall value for the program. The city says the new rate will allow residents to predict their costs and will protect them from rising rates over the next two years. Get more details in this story on our website. Jim Harbaugh will not defend his national championship next year at Michigan because he's headed back to the NFL to coach the Chargers. It's a new five-year deal for the man who turned Michigan's program around, leading the Wolverines to three straight victories over the Buckeyes and a national championship. Now, the timing here, of course, is also interesting given the fact that the NCAA has yet to make a ruling on Michigan's alleged sign-stealing operation. Harbaugh won't be around if there is any punishment for that. I'm Dave Holmes. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. Talk a little bit of politics here uh, this morning. Border security has certainly been a hot-button issue in the presidential election cycle. And, of course, we're now into tax season as well, which is always a top issue among voters as well. Well, over the past couple of weeks, Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown has helped push two measures through the upper chamber on both of those issues. And now he is calling on his counterparts in the House to act on them as well. Yesterday, we spoke with Senator Brown about those pieces of legislation. 
couple of pieces of legislation put out last week that you were involved in. One is kind of the rarest of all things on Capitol Hill these days, a bipartisan tax bill that you say would cut taxes for both Ohio families and businesses. What is uh, a part of this? Lay this out for us. Yeah, worked on this for several years. We were able to come to a bipartisan deal. It's how I do things, whether it's infrastructure, whether it's fend off fentanyl, whether it's a tax deal. This cuts taxes, 570, the children of the families of 575,000 uh, moderate income children, middle class families will benefit uh, companies that are doing their research and development instead of moving offshore. Uh, they stay here. The intellectual property stays here and the jobs stay here. And then we had a little fix for the families in East Palestine who were going to get socked with the tax bill because it's an old federal law that where they were getting, they were essentially getting reimbursement money in the other end of the state uh, from the Norfolk Southern uh, derailment, mm-hmm. a problem they didn't cause, the railroad did. They will not get hit with a tax bill. It's bipartisan. It passed out of the House Ways and Means Committee overwhelmingly. Uh, we've got a convinced uh, leadership in the House to move on it. The president's very interested in signing it. Is, uh, is Does that include a permanent expansion of the child tax credit? Uh, it's a permanent limited expansion. Well, it's three-year limited expansion of the okay. child tax credit. It's something that uh, has made a huge difference for families already. Uh, we want to make it permanent. We want to make it bigger. Uh, that's the long-term goal. But you get, you know, nobody's entirely happy with this deal. But when you get a forty-to-three vote on the Ways and Means Committee, um, it's it's a win yeah. for Ohio families and Ohio businesses. Uh, secondly, there was a bill that you introduced aimed at stopping the flow of fentanyl into the country. How? What would this bill do that isn't already being done? Yeah, it's it's an all of the above approach. You want to scale up uh, local. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's about to sneeze. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, <laughs> You want to scale up uh, local treatment programs to fight addiction. You want to help local police do this more safely. Uh, you want to uh, you do our um, sanctions against the Chinese uh, who are making the precursor chemicals and the Mexicans who are the Mexican drug syndicates that are manufacturing it. And now our, we, we want to focus on getting resources to the border, uh, to the uh, ports of points of entry, which is where something like 90% of this is coming in. And so um, the technology is such, Congress has got to vote the money and buy the equipment so we can detect this stuff and keep it out of the country. What about the argument that this is just a small Band-Aid on a very big wound and that it really won't be as effective as it should be without comprehensive measures on border security that many members of your party have opposed? Well, that's really just not true. Uh, the, the, we need an, we need a, a, well, presidents, frankly, presidents of both parties have, have failed at the border. Uh, Biden's failed, Trump failed, Bush failed, Obama failed. Uh, we need more resources to the border to keep out, um, people who are not legal immigrants. And at the points of entry, which is where the huge part of the percentage of these drugs come in, where traffic goes across the border every day, legal citizens going to work, um, if they're taking products back and forth over the border, it's been going 
going on for decades. That's legitimate. That's legal. That helps people in both countries. But some people come in carrying drugs and we got to keep them from carrying the drugs and penalize them uh, with long prison sentences if they're bringing drugs into this country. It's sometimes American citizens. Sometimes it's Mexicans. But we got to put politics aside and secure the border and quit playing political games that both parties have played. Any hope of doing it? If everybody agrees the border situation has to be fixed, why is it so difficult to actually get something done? Uh, some people gain politically from continuing this fight at the border by saying that um, making all kinds of accusations. They need to put politics aside. Uh, we have a, we have a deal in the Senate, a bipartisan deal to do this. Uh, I'm hopeful that the House um, is 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 going to do it. I mean, it really is why people hate this hate Washington is that the games and the egos we've seen the total dysfunction all year in the House of Representatives. The Senate is far, far, far from perfect, too slow, uh, too partisan, too unresponsive. But the Senate has been able, um, we can do bipartisan deals on the border, on Ukraine, on Israel. Um, we can do a bipartisan deal on tax, on tax cuts. We can do a bipartisan deal on the border, but the chaos in the House and the egos um, have really prevented it. We will leave it there. Again, Senator Sherrod Brown with us this morning. Thanks very much for taking the time. We appreciate it. Sure. Thanks, Chris. Always. Now, the Good Mornings Community and Business Spotlight. Once again this morning, putting the Ohio Northern University Center for Corporate Engagement in the spotlight. And Carol Turchik is with us. For those who are not familiar, it's been a little while since we've had you here. Talk a little bit about what the Center for Corporate Engagement is, first of all. Absolutely. So the Center for Corporate Engagement is an external-facing group at Ohio Northern University Mm -hmm. to really help companies engage with the university and then provide companies with professional development certificates, micro-credentials for their workforce. Yeah, and we've talked about the various programs that area companies, area businesses have brought you in to help with. But this morning, I want to kind of talk about the, uh, I don't want to say the reverse of that, but if there are workers who are looking to up their skills, it, you don't have to wait for your company to uh, engage the Center for Corporate Engagement. You can actually do the engaging yourself. Absolutely. So we call that our open enrollment program, and mm-hmm. that is held at Ohio Northern University. We have a fall and a spring schedule, and we're excited to launch um, two certificate programs, the Business Acumen Certificate and the Business Communication Certificate. So these are micro-credentials, and it includes three of our classes that are scheduled in the fall and the spring, and you bundle those together for a micro-credential in both. Yeah, when we talk about micro-credential or or micro-certification, something along those lines, we're not talking about a college degree, obviously. Um, This is a a really quick, uh, you said, what, three classes? Three one-day classes. It's a really great way to get the actual tools and the information you need to do something different the next day. But then you actually have that certificate that you can take to your current or prospective employer to demonstrate that you have these skills. Absolutely. So we do provide a certificate and a digital badge that people can use on their LinkedIn and those types of platforms. Um, And so it really is a quick way to get those skills and be marketable or maybe move up within your organization. So give us some examples of what some of those classes would be. So yeah, for the business acumen certificate, the classes would be metrics that matter, um, understanding strategy, 
really understanding finances if you're not in the financial positions at your mm-hmm. organization or maybe want to learn enough to move into those roles. Yeah. Um, and then for the business communication, that would be um, a business communication class or having critical conversations. So very important on how to communicate during those times. And how would someone enroll uh, in these classes or learn more about them? So they can go to our website. It's cce.onu.edu. And the enrollment when does the enrollment start what is uh what is the cost what you know kind of the nuts and bolts of this here absolutely so our one-day classes are six hundred dollars and there's discounts for um, several people attending from an organization or if you're an alumni government agency nonprofit, there's discounts there and then um we have our spring calendar ready to go and enrollment's open now and then our fall calendar will be up shortly so again, if you're an individual or again, if you are a company and want to send a, a group of individuals uh, to these classes for this certification, folks can learn more uh, right there on the website. And again, as we mentioned, you also have the opportunity to bring uh, your uh, resources to a company uh, for a larger uh, presentation or a larger educational session. Absolutely. So we love to explore how we can be an internal resource and really train a group um, in a particular topic within an organization or create a a leadership program that we can partner on to develop employees. Again, Carol Turchik is uh, with the Center for Corporate Engagement at Ohio Northern University in the spotlight this morning for helping uh, train a more agile and more skilled workforce and Carol, thanks very much for dropping by. We appreciate it. Thank you. The Community and Business Spotlight is a promotional advertisement paid for by the featured sponsor. So after knocking off rival Fremont Ross last Friday night, the Trojans will put their undefeated record on the line this evening at Perrysburg before returning home next week against Anthony Wayne. On this week's Coach's Corner, our John Marshall spoke with Finlay High School assistant coach Ray Elbin. Another real nice win. Your only game last week puts you up at uh, 12-0 overall, 3-0 in the Buckeye Division of the Northern Lakes League. The first quarter scoring, it turns out, uh, was all you needed to top Fremont Ross on their home floor. 28-6 in the first your team cruised on to a 62-22 Northern Lakes League cross-division win over the Little Giants. Will Cordonier and uh, Javante Hill each had 28. Wireout added 9, and the rest were spread out over four other players. A dozen players saw time that night. Uh, good to get those deeper bench players some reps so that they can find uh, their way into the team play if sure. and when they're called upon. Yeah, that's a, a luxury that we had by coming out and being aggressive and and you know just dictating how we wanted that game played did any of those players show something that maybe you can hang your hat on i think brody you know with a slow start to his season i think brody barnes uh you know is showing that he can he can handle minutes and and handle tough situations and and not put us in trouble you know uh handle the ball and get the ball where it needs to go so that's nice to see that and of course uh you know uh, Hudson Yeager's getting getting time and uh, uh, Reese Stillings getting some time and you know those guys they're going to need that eventually because we're a senior team. Right. So. What is it? Uh, six seniors? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Six. 
And then and then Ryan Montgomery, who right, who Mas more than likely senior, yeah, won't be playing right. next year. Uh, you'll definitely have to turn the intensity up again for this Friday's game, the second weekend in a row where you have just one game. You go to Perrysburg, the Yellow Jackets 2-1 and one in the division, 10-3 and three overall, and would like nothing more than <laughs> to put a blemish on your loss column for the Trojans. They're pretty good. Their three yes. losses have come by three to Sylvania Southview. 27 to a Whitmer team that when they get going, look yeah, out. They just caught them. And then by 6 to Toledo Central Catholic. It's been four straight wins since then, three of them in the NLL. Uh, what's your take on Perrysburg? Uh, they're, they're really good. Uh, they run, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be a, a lot like actually, you know, we've stolen their place through the years and they've stolen our place <laughs> through the years and uh, they execute really well. Probably, probably the best team as far as offensive execution that that we play all year i mean they're and 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 they're skilled and they've got a really good shooter and the schultz kid i mean they are they're going to be a handful they're going to be a handful even if we were able to to set the tone and 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 jump out to an early lead they're not they're not going away they play tomorrow against liberty center before meeting you on friday do you think that gives you an advantage yeah no i think they're gonna it's that's not gonna affect them i mean this time of year They'd probably rather play a game than, than practice, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I, back-to-back, you know, it was a little tougher, but it, it'll, keep them, it'll keep them fresh, and, and, and we're going to get their best game. Then Tuesday, uh, Anthony Wayne at home. You went there mm-hmm. earlier, and so you've already seen them. You'd have an idea as to what they're going to do. Right. Uh, what do you think uh, coming up for the home game well you just have to not let them do what they want to do and if we can play defense the way we've played all year and work hard i think we can force them into taking uh, low percentage shots so uh they're they're athletic they compete but we we need to play our game against them and we'll be all right our john marshall with uh finley uh, high school assistant coach ray elbin about the trojan showdown tonight at perrysburg airtime 645 right here on 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com and 95.5 FM. Best of luck to the Trojans. Hopefully they can come out of that uh, remaining undefeated. Meanwhile, other area hoops action across our family of stations over on 100.5 WKXA tonight in the BBC. Riverdale travels to Arlington and on 106.3 The Fox, Ottawa Glandorf is uh, hosting Van Wert in... Uh, conference play uh, this evening and then tomorrow night they will host Berlin Highland and uh, both of those games will be on 106.3 The Fox this evening. This is Good Mornings with Chris Oaks on 1330 WFIN WFIN.com and 95.5 FM We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. Now, this is something that uh, I can honestly say that I would never have thought uh, we would ever have to report. Uh, the, <laughs> the Ministry of Health in South Korea has issued a warning regarding the latest trend to hit TikTok, consuming fried toothpicks. That's right. You you heard correctly. Consuming fried toothpicks. Now, this is in South Korea where this is uh, happening. Apparently, the latest social media trend. Um, and I, I thought it was really interesting because, you know, in this country, 
we have deep fried everything. You go to the county fair, you can have deep fried candy bars and deep fried. What was deep fried Coca-Cola was the thing <laughs> not all that long ago uh, was a, a, a big a big trend. So deep fried everything in this country. And apparently we are not alone in uh, these delicacies. Uh, this is from the uh, Health and Food Ministry of South Korea. Uh, videos making the rounds on TikTok show people frying green toothpicks topped with seasonings like powdered cheese and eating them. Now, it should be pointed out that in this country, of course, toothpicks are are wood, but not so in South Korea. There, the uh, toothpicks that are manufactured in that country are made out of corn or potato starch mixed with sorbitol, which is natural sweetener found in fruits. So they're, yeah, so they're made out of corn uh, or potato starch. So I guess theoretically they would be edible. And apparently when they are dipped in hot oil, they puff up and curl and they become a sweet snack, according to this report. So if they're made out of a food product and they're not sharp after you fry them up, then what's the problem? Uh, The trend may appear harmless, but beware, South Korea's Ministry of Food and Drug Safety writes in a warning posted on X, formerly Twitter, this is not a product to eat. Their safety as a food has not been verified. So just in case you had heard about this, Thinking of trying it. Probably not a good idea. It's <laughs> uh, eating fried toothpicks. <clears throat> we'll see come fair season if that's a delicacy in, in this country. Makes it across across the ocean. <laughs> Elsewhere in the broken news this morning. A teenager in Provo, Utah is in hot water for allegedly... I got to think maybe this was a social media challenge gone bonkers. Uh, Apparently, this uh, teenager, 17-year-old, name is not given because he's a minor, but a 17-year-old has been charged with two misdemeanor counts of causing property damage after he was caught taping fish to ATMs and other things, vehicles, including a police vehicle. (laughs) is taping fish to what appears to be an innocent prank ended with uh, the 17-year-old being charged with two misdemeanor counts of causing property damage after cleaning the fish carcasses off ATMs and cars, among them a police vehicle, started to cost money. (laughs) The uh, suspect documented 14 such acts of vandalism on the Fish Bandit Instagram account. Uh, he uh, posted his exploits with the tagline, live, laugh, tape fish on things. And uh, he did say or claim in the uh, social media posts, the Instagram posts, no fish were harmed in the process. But I would think if you're taping fish to ATMs and cars and other things, <clears throat> how can you not be harming the fish? <laughs> He's now in trouble with the law. That's just a weird prank. I, where he got the idea, I have no idea. 
let's see here. Speaking of uh, miners in the uh, broken news. Now, you've heard of the old saying being buried alive or being buried under a, a mountain of work or, you know, whatever. Uh, this 17-year-old girl was literally buried under a tombstone. Police in Beverly, Massachusetts, had to rescue a girl who became trapped under a tombstone on Tuesday. Cops say the girl was horseplaying when she accidentally pulled the heavy stone on top of herself. Uh, although she injured her leg, she is expected to be okay. <laughs> trapped under a tombstone. That's weird. A um, couple of other items here. The broken news. Odd and unusual side of the headlines. Now, oftentimes, we will have stories in the broken news of people stealing unique forms of transportation. You know, people stealing ambulances or fire trucks or dump trucks or forklifts or, you know, variations on the car theft theme. Here is the latest, and it happened in Sturgis, Michigan, over the weekend, an Amish family's horse and buggy were stolen from a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Grand Theft Horse and Buggy in Sturgis, Michigan. The uh, local Department of Public Safety says in a statement obtained by uh, news outlets that police were called to the uh, Walmart in Sturgis. It's about 150 miles west of Detroit. A truck driver who was parked in the in the lot at the time witnessed the theft. He saw a, he said he saw a woman make off with the rig and provided police with a full description. Uh, the 31-year-old was later arrested at a nearby motel. I would have to think that it would not be hard to find a stolen Amish horse and buggy, you know? <laughs> I I think uh, Sturgis is a big Amish uh, population and there are probably lots of them but when you see one parked in the lot of a nearby motel <laughs> uh, you're, that probably uh, stands out uh, the woman was charged with larceny larceny of livestock um, and she is now in jail as for the horse and buggy both were returned to the family unharmed so no horses were uh, harmed in the theft of the horse and buggy there. She faces charges. <laughs> That's weird. What would possess someone to steal a horse and buggy? I mean, if you can't drive a stick shift, how do you... And last, uh, but not least, in the broken news. Now, this is sad. An Amazon driver is accused of stealing a dog... From a home outside of Tampa, um, police say the owner of the home, a one-year-old French bulldog, Callie, escaped from the backyard of her home in Spring Hill last month. Neighbors reported seeing an Amazon worker pick the dog up and put her in his truck while he was out making deliveries. You're supposed to be delivering things, not picking things up. It's other people's dogs. The owner reported the incident to police, and to Amazon. Um, Rainier Revilla was identified as the suspect last week. Uh, he turned himself in to authorities 
And I'm assuming that he is no longer an Amazon delivery driver. That's, I would imagine, a pretty safe bet as well. That's terrible. Uh, There you go. Uh, That is uh, today's broken news report. An update on the odd and unusual side of the headlines. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. When the rumors are flying, getting the facts matters more than ever. At WFIN, we're your trusted source and will always present the story only after verifying the information with trusted sources. This is WFIN News Director Matt Demchek. Trust in us to present just the facts when covering events impacting Finley and Hancock County. You can depend on us to get the story right every time on social media, 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and at 95.5 FM. Time now for your daily download. The numbers behind the news and the statistics that shape our lives. Speaking of jobs, getting new jobs and the um, like we were uh, earlier and the fact that, you know, people uh, around the new year uh, may be thinking about, uh, you know, uh, getting a new job, switching careers, that kind of thing, doing something more. Maybe it's because you want to maybe earn a little more money. You need more money these days with inflation and so on. How much do you need to make in order to really feel like you're in a good spot in life? The average American says financial independence means making upwards of $94,000 per year, 94K, and 60% of those in this survey feel optimistic that they can reach that milestone. This is a recent poll of 2,000 American adults um, say financial freedom is synonymous with resilience and independence. 47% say they would define financial freedom as not needing money from family and friends. 47%. Uh, 44% define financial freedom as reaching a certain net worth. 42% means being able to contribute to their 401k or a retirement plan. New study by financial services company Empower, conducted by one poll, also reveals that more in more than two in five define making it as uh, reaching financial independence. Uh, doing so is important to 67% of Americans, though nearly 24% say they haven't yet achieved it. Definitions of success extend beyond the wallet to the workplace by moving up in their career. 39% say they know they have made it when they are moving up in their career, not necessarily making more money, just advancing in their career, 39%. And 37% define success and having really made it in life when they have a job that they love. It has been more than a little while since we have uh, done this. Yep. Um, But back from an extended vacation, and my wife has been a little under the weather, (laughs) but uh, feeling better today, so that's nice. Yeah. Uh, My wife, Kyra, has joined us in the studio for another uh, collection of recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. And uh, this morning, actually, because you've been... A little under the weather the past uh, several days. We're actually uh, digging into the archives for some of the uh, recipes that we have featured in the past that are among our favorites. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, going back and, and, I mean, have favorite recipes. You make them all the time. This was one actually during 
the uh, pandemic. So really? that's this how is, far yeah, this back is going, this, this, this is going one. Way, yeah. way back. So this one's going back a while. You know, if you so, uh, are late to the program, you might uh, not, even, not even have heard this before. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, in any event, uh, but a uh, collection of recipes from Kyra's Kitchen, some of our favorites, and uh, this one would be perfect for right now. Yes, that's um, another reason I picked it. I'm like, this one is perfect. I'm yeah. like, this... Blech, yeah, out this there. kind of weather <laughs> yeah. is uh, you need perfect some comfort for food. <laughs> some comfort food, something that's really stick to your ribs, yeah. kind of a. And uh, this is a crock pot ravioli yes. recipe. So one pound Italian sausage, one forty-five ounce jar of marinara sauce, three cups of mozzarella cheese, one cup of Parmesan cheese, and twenty-five to thirty ounce cheese and spinach filled ravioli uncooked. If you don't like this cheese and spinach if you just want a cheese or if you have your favorite one yeah, you, you can, can use, use whatever one any you kind like. of ravioli yeah. that is yeah uh not uh, uh dependent on correct. this recipe for a certain type of correct cheese. yeah it just They're needs to ravioli. be uncooked yeah. so okay spread the in or spray the inside of a six quart slow cooker with your cooking spray reserve one cup of marinara sauce and set it aside brown your sausage over medium heat until no peak re- Pink remains. Drain any of the fat. Add remaining pasta sauce and simmer for a couple of minutes. Uh, place reserved marinara sauce in the bottom of your slow cooker. Okay. Top with a half of the ravioli, half of the meat sauce, and half of the cheese, and repeat these layers. So you're going to layer that yep, in the crock pot. You're going to layer pot. it in the crock pot. Okay. Then cover and cook on low for three to four hours and done. Just three to four hours three is to four all it hours. takes. So yep, yep. this because your pasta is really, I mean, technically already kind of cooked, mm-hmm. you know, and right. so uh, you don't have to worry about that. And the sausage is cooked. So It is worth noting this is not one that you're going to put in the crock pot in the morning and then come home right. at the end of the work no, day. You don't need and, to. You can yeah. at the end of the uh, maybe do it when at you lunch, get home. Start it at lunch. Yeah. Or, or even start when, when you get, get home. home. Yeah. I mean, depending on what time you get home from work, yeah. you can you can start it. Or a good good weekend uh, yeah. uh, dish for your mm-hmm. football Oh yeah, this there you go. Or something like there that. You the crockpot ravioli. To go with that, we have the Caprizi pinwheel roll-ups. Yes. So two flour tortillas, eight inches, or one large uh, uh, wrap uh, size tortilla. Uh, four uh, four ounces of cream cheese, softened. One third cup of tomatoes, diced. One third cup of shredded mozzarella. Eight large fresh basil leaves, chopped, and two tablespoons of freshly grated Parmesan cheese. So dice the tomatoes, stack the basil leaves on top of each other, slice in in half lengthwise and cut into strips. Mix the cream cheese, the tomato and the tomatoes and mozzarella, basil, parmesan in a small bowl. Spread the mixture across your tortilla in a thin layer. Roll the tortilla um, tightly into a log. Place the rolled tortilla. Um, I actually wrap mine in saran wrap. Okay. Um, and then place it in the fridge mm-hmm. that keeps it nice and tight. All right. Um, and then it'll harden up and then it'll keep its shape. So gotcha. remove the tortilla logs from the fridge, cut off the ends of on both um, on both ends and then um, cut cut long into about a half an inch, mm-hmm. um, quarter inch, half inch, uh, depending on what you like. Um, and then, uh, serve immediately. Yeah, so really good. The uh, really Caprizi easy, really good tortilla roll, yes. roll ups. And, uh, then for dessert, 
a recipe for a secret kiss cookies. Yes. So this is one I was like, I was like, ah, we're getting close to Valentine's Day. I was going to say, also. we're coming up yeah, on Valentine's Day are. here in a couple of so weeks. So I was why like, not? Let's do this one. This secret is one. kiss cookies. Yeah, this is okay. one of my favorites. So it's a sort of like a, uh, uh, the, um, uh, Russian cookie that um, it, you... Where you uh, have something yeah, in the middle of it. Correct. Yeah. So so one cup butter softened, a half a cup of granulated sugar, one teaspoon vanilla, one and three-fourths cups of flour, one cup of walnuts, uh, finely chopped, six ounces of Hershey Kisses milk chocolate, about 36 of them, uh, and your uh, powdered sugar. So in a large bowl, combine your butter, your sugar, and your vanilla, Add your flour and your walnuts, stir until well blended, cover and leave the mixture in the fridge for about an hour. Uh, that uh, uh, cools down that dough. Heat your oven to 350 uh, degrees. Remove wrappers from chocolate. Uh, when the dough is firm enough to handle, take the dough with a, um, with a measure of about one tablespoon. Shape it around each of your kisses. So I kind of roll mine in a ball mm-hmm. and then um, flatten it a little bit and add my, add my kiss and bring it around and then roll it up again. Okay. And so you're hiding that kiss inside, inside the of, of the cookie. Yep. Gotcha. So, and um, I think it's funny that you actually put in the recipe uh, that you have to remove the wrappers from yes. the chocolates. Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, never know. Make it's sure not, you remove the wrappers. wrappers. Those yes. are not edible. No, no, that would not taste good. <laughs> that would not good. be good. I yeah. can imagine giving those to some friends and family, and and they bite into it, and there's in any event, foil. <laughs> once those uh, yes. uh, kisses are wrapped into the cookie yep. balls, then yep, place uh, each of the cookie balls on a baking sheet lined with uh, baking paper, uh, parchment paper, bake for twelve minutes or until cookies are set but not brown. Uh, cool slightly, remove from the baking sheet, then roll them in the powdered sugar while they're still warm, and then put them on your rack and let them cool completely, and then enjoy. So, this is not a cookie that is going to flatten. It's not no. going to completely melt no. the uh, no. Hershey Kiss inside. No. It's still You'll still be able to tell yeah, that it's, it's a gonna, Hershey Kiss. Mm-hmm. It's going to um, have a ball form, not, not a flat cookie. Right. So, um, yep. because otherwise it's just a chocolate filled cookie. Right. So, yeah. It's not going to flatten. Yeah. Um, yep. Again, the uh, crock pot ravioli, the caprese pinwheel roll ups, and the secret kiss cookies uh, recipes. Those are on the uh, Facebook page. Yep. They're okay. on there. The uh, Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page at Kyra's Kitchen WFIN. Uh, for those recipes, we also have that linked up at goodmornings.net. Some of our favorites from the archives yes. from Kyra's Kitchen. My wife, Kyra, thanks very much. You're welcome. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each and every day on the show at our webpage. That, of course, goodmornings.net. Sure hope you'll pay us a virtual visit. They're coming up on Monday morning's program. It's another Mental Health Monday. Why finding the right therapist can make all the difference in successful outcomes and how to make that perfect match. So until Monday morning, that is Good Mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, go on out and make it a good day, a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week.